Hello everyone, thank you for tuning into Option Gay. And in this episode, I want to talk about the checklist that I go through before I open any option trade. So we're going to talk about what are the things that an option trader should look for, should check for before opening a trade. And that will also determine the successful option trades and what could be the option trades that lose money. Okay. So it's not just a random list. It's a well thought out checklist in order that I use and I have made it my muscle memory. So I hope you will also find it useful. So don't go anywhere. We're going to dive right into the checklist after this music. Hello everyone. Welcome to Option Geek. This is your host Vivek, part-time option trader and full-time worker, husband and father. If you also want to generate consistent monthly income trading options while working in your regular day job, then join me in this journey. All right, welcome back. So let's dive right into it. So before I get into the checklist, let's, let me also talk about the importance of trade opening. You know, we as an option premium seller, especially our success or our profit is already determined at the time of trade opening. So opening of the trade is the most important part of overall cycle. If you consider the cycle to be opening the trade, managing the trade and eventually closing the trade. Of all these three, the trade opening is the most important part. You define your maximum profit at the time when you open the trade. The premium that you collect as an option seller is your maximum profit. After that, it's all about how do you manage the trade and how do you close the trade at the right time. But it is very important that when we open the trade, we have opened it at the right time, at the right price, using the right strategy and blah, 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 blah. And we're going to look at all those things that we need to check for before we open the trade. So this is very important. Not many people actually think twice before they go and put in a trade. They just ask someone else, hey, what do you think? Which, what trade are you doing? And the person will tell, I'm trading XYZ. This is a strike price. This is the expiration rate. And boom, people will go ahead and copy the trade. And as you will see in subsequent slides, this is the least important thing, the strike price, the expiration period and you know the strategy these are important but not as important as some of the other stuffs and that is one reason why anyone if asks asking me to share the trades i always tell them take a step back don't copy the trades first understand the process that i go through when i open the trade so through this session, I want to share the whole process once again. All right. And like I said, one good opening trade can make the difference between whether the trade is going to make money for you or it's going to end up losing money for you. So this is the checklist that I want everyone who is listening or viewing this to memorize to make it their own muscle memory. 
and the checklist that I'm going to go through is in that same order. It's not a random list. I follow this in exactly the same order and I will go through the details but let me just give you an overview of all the elements of the checklist. First, position size. Second, portfolio asset allocation fit. Third, liquidity of the ticker. Fourth, IV rank or implied volatility rank. Fifth, what's the option trading strategy that you want to use? Sixth, what's expiration period you should look for? Seventh is the option strike price. As you can see, option strikes, expiration rate, and the strategy are the bottom three. And unfortunately, those who are just getting into options trading, these are the things that they ask the first. And the only thing they ask is, tell me the ticker, what strike I should choose, what expiration period I should use, and should I buy call, should I sell call, i.e. the option strategy. But these are not as important as some of the other things. Okay, and I want you to understand this if you're just beginning it, uh, your option trading journey that there are some other things which are way more important than the strike price, the expiration date, and the option strategy. All right, so now we will get into the details of each one. First, the position size. If you've been paying attention to my previous videos or podcast episodes, you would have known by by now that I'm very, very particular about position size. My rule is never ever violate this. And I don't let any of my single positions to be more than 10% of my overall portfolio. And I cannot emphasize it enough, the importance of this one, because if you are right on this particular position sizing and you can go wrong on everything else, you could have picked up a wrong strike. You could have picked up a wrong option trading strategy. You could have picked up the wrong timing to begin the trade when the volatility was low. It's okay. But if your position sizing is small, you will still survive. But if you're right, on other things but if your position size is wrong then nothing else would matter because when you're putting a trade maybe everything looks great to you and you're saying you know what I'm gonna bet my house on it and something like this pandemic strikes you you never know and then suddenly you're I don't want to use the word but kind of you're blown up your account. So most of the headlines that you see in newspapers, on channels about some of the risk around option trading is because of the violation of position size rule. And this is also a little bit linked to the psychology of people and you know, those traders is that they become greedy when they see a good trade. And then they think nothing can go wrong and they bet the complete house on it. And then something will strike, 
which they would have never thought, their risk models would have never captured, and then the hedge funds go belly up. I've seen this again and again. Whenever I re read a news about how an option trader or how a hedge fund has gone belly up because they had some risky option positions, I dig deeper to figure out how much have they bet on that position. And invariably, position size is the most common cause. They had gone too big on certain positions which didn't work in their favor. If they had been small, of course they would have faced losses, but they would have still survived. So my request is don't ever violate the rule of position size. You can define what rule you want to follow, but I follow not more than 10% of my overall portfolio to be impacted by any one ticker. Okay, let's move on to the next one. Next you should look at is the trade that you're planning to put, how does it gel with the rest of your portfolio asset allocation? Say you want to do a trade in oil. Do you already have enough positions in oil sector? Maybe you are looking for a trade on XOP, which is an ETF. You should check, do you already have trades on USO? Because USO is oil. You should also check, do you already have a trade on XLE? Because XLE and XOP kind of have a very tightly correlation. So you should check if you are already overexposed in this particular sector, do you really need to have another trade in this? If you already have a lot of holdings on GLD, do you really want to do another position in gold miners? Because they are highly correlated securities. So before you put in your option trade, also look at how does it fit in your overall portfolio asset allocation. It shouldn't become too big in any particular sector. If we already have positions in a particular sector, then maybe you should look for a different ticker and not from another highly correlated sector. You don't want to get ever exposed to only one particular sector. If you have huge positions in Google, Facebook, Microsoft, Amazon, do you really want to take another position in QQQ, which is a tech ETF and highly dominated by these stickers already? No. Stay away from that. Okay. Now, once you figured out that a particular ticker is good from a position size perspective because you don't have big uh, position on it already, also your portfolio is not highly exposed, overly exposed to the particular sector, then you could look for, is this ticker liquid enough? And when I say liquid enough means, there should be the volume of the underlying should be big enough. I generally use a benchmark of, you know, if 30 day average volume should be more than 500,000, stock 500,000 units in 
as a last 30 day average volume. Now, when it comes to option trading, I also look for the at the money strikes should have at least 100 open contracts. Because we want to make sure that if you are buying into liquid stocks or liquid tickers, then you are not paying too much in the slippage, which is the difference between bid and ask. If a stock is liquid, then the bid ask width, bid ask spread will not be very wide. Of course, there are some uh, exceptions to this when the volatility is just out of the roof and market makers don't know what the future could entail. But normal circumstances, if the stock is liquid enough, the bid ask spread will be tight and you will not lose a lot of money in slippage. Also, if the stock is liquid means you can get in and get out of a trade easily. There are always many other traders who are also trading this particular ticker. So if the trade goes against you and you want to manage the trade, it will be easier because you could buy your existing position, open up a new position because this is heavily traded security. But if the stock is not liquid and you got into a position, even if the position is going against you, you might be just stuck with it. You may not be able to manage it because not many people are trading this. The volume may be very less. So always look at how liquid the stock or ETF is before you put on the trade. All right. Let's say you determine that this is liquid enough, there's a good enough volume of not only the underlying stock, but also a lot of options are being traded. So you're good on that. Now let's move on before you put a trade to see how is the IV rank on that ticker. Especially if you're selling premium like I do, higher the IV rank, more is the premium available. Also, higher the IV rank means when the IV goes down, the premium will get sucked out of it and you will be able to close the trade profitably sooner than, you know, taking a lot of time. So, if you open the trade when the IV rank is high, you collect more premium which widens your break-even point and when IV collapses, you're also closing the trade much sooner. The trade comes into profitable, profitable zone and you're able to close it much sooner. Thus, it also enhances your return on capital. So look for a higher IV rank. So if you figured out, you know, a ticker, but its IV rank is five, then you might just skip the trade. Because if IV rank is high, then you have a more opportunity to make money. So generally I look for IV rank higher than 50 and at least should be higher than 30. 50 is ideal. 30 is also okay. Not ideal, but I think I would still trade if it is closer to 30. Um, but 50, oh for sure. Okay. So 
as and when you become more experienced you could, you will find out that in a different market conditions iv rank these guidelines could change for example today we're talking about april 2020 30 is no good because of the coronavirus pandemic the iv rank is super super high in all the tickers so if you are just looking at iv rank of 30 that's no good you should look for something else because you will find lot more tickers which have got iv rank much much higher than 50 okay all right now let's you did assume that you have figured out the ticker and that's got a good iv rank now comes the strategy then you should determine what is your outlook are you bullish about it if you are bullish then should you do naked put or should you sell a put spread or you know do you want to buy a call i generally don't buy a call so i focus on whether i want to do a naked put or i want to sell a put spread and that depends on how much buying power is each of the trade going to consume so then i will look for my strategy what strategy do i want to follow but if i am bearish on that particular ticker then i could look for do you want to sell a call do you want it to be a naked call or do i want to sell a call spread or do i want to do something else with it you know maybe short the stock but again i don't do that mostly or you could be neutral and most of the time i am neutral because i don't have any crystal ball to figure out what the stock is going to do in next 45 days in that case there are different option strategies available do you want to do an iron condor which has a defined risk um characteristics do you want to do a strangle it has got undefined risk but has got much more premium value do you want to do a straddle it's got lot more premium but then it needs lot more management also or do you want to do iron fly which is got less premium than straddle but also would need little less management because it is a defined risk so all those things depend on what's the buying power available to you how much time do you have to babysit the trade or to manage it if you are like me who has got their own day jobs who got their business to look at and who cannot always be glued to their screens to manage the trades then you may want to look at a different strategy maybe do iron condor maybe do call spread or a put spread so that's where your strategy comes into picture now once you figure out what option strategy you want to use or instead of being bullish bearish or neutral you could be slightly bullish or you could be slightly bearish in that case you could skew these trades instead of doing a very neutral iron condor you could create an iron condor which is skewed little bullish means your put spread is much closer to the current stock price and your short call of the call spread is much farther away so that gives you lot more room on the upside so you could skew any of these strategies depending on what's the outlook 
that you hold for that stock. Okay, now once you've finalized the option trading strategy, you also need to look at, okay, what expiration date should I pick up? Should I pick up weekly? Should I do a trade that is expiring this Friday or next Friday? Or should I pick up the regular monthly cycle? Again, this depends on how much time can you devote on babysitting the trade. I don't do weeklies for multiple reasons. Uh, the amount of trading that happens on weeklies is much less than the regular monthly cycle. Number two is the strikes that are available on weeklies are different than in monthly cycle. So I can't spend a lot of time in managing that. So I don't do weeklies. Most of the time my trades are monthlies unless there is a earnings coming up on or very near to the monthly uh, expiration period. You should also look at, do you want to do a trade which is expiring within 10 days, within 12 days? I don't do it. I actually look at the trades which are expiring minimum, you know, 25 to all the way up to 60 days because I don't have a time to babysit and as it gets closer to expiration, the gamma risk increases. But I do know of some traders who would like to do weekly trades, the trade that is expiring this Friday. I also know of some of my fellow traders who will do trade that what they call as a zero day trade, same day opening, same day closing. But they are full time traders. That's all they do for a living. So if you do that for a living, more power to you. You could choose what you want to do. I as a part-time option trader, I focus mostly on monthlies. Now, there are also in some cases I've seen people buying or selling leaps, which means the expiration period is nine months or more. And there are some option trading strategies in which you use the longer dated option trades, what is called as leap. I use Leap far and few, but yes, Leap does have a place uh, in my toolbox, but uh, very few trades are actually Leap trades. But it is an option. Okay. Now, the last thing that we need to focus on, what's the strike price that you want to pick up? Do you want to do a trade with strike price at the money? I mean, you do you want to go that aggressive? Or do you want to go slightly out of the money or far out of the money? Now, this also depends upon other factors that we have gone through is what's the IV rank? Do you already have this ticker in your position? So looking at all those factors, now you determine what your strike price is. So if you are going out of money, what delta you should go out of money? I'll give an example. Say if I hold a stock XYZ and I want to do a covered call on it, in that case, I will do 30 delta call. I will sell a 30 delta call. But if I do not hold a stock XYZ in my portfolio and I am bearish on it, at that time, I would rather do and sell a 20 delta 
a call spread, not 30 delta. So depending on what you have in your portfolio, how much is an IV rank and what's your position already on the sticker, then you can define what strike price you may want to choose. Okay. All right. So there are a few things that we could still add to the checklist, but I think these list that we went through just now is the most important. And as you have seen, the strike price, the expiration period, and the strategy comes at the bottom of the list. But mostly new option traders, they actually start in the reverse way. They always ask the question, can you share your trade so that we know what option, what strike price have you picked up and what expiration cycle is it? Again, my request is start from the top. Follow the process, follow the order, and you will be able to find your own trades if you follow this process. All right, finally, in the takeaway, I just want to reiterate once again because it is extremely, extremely important that you go through this checklist, you make this as your muscle memory. It will take time. You may not be able to memorize everything on day one. So you could write it down on a post-it, stick it on your laptop or a computer so that it is right in front of your eyes before you open the trade. Just go through this. And I assure you that very soon it will become your muscle memory because I've gone through the same process. All right, final takeaways, checklist in the order. First, position size, portfolio allocation fit, liquidity of the taker, both the liquidity of the stock as well as the liquidity of add the money option volume. Fourth, the implied volatility rank, especially if you are a premium seller, this is very, very important. Fifth, what's the strategy that you want to use based on what the outlook that you have on the particular ticker? Do you want to go bullish? Then there is a set of strategies that you can use. If you want to go bearish, there's another set of strategies. Or if you are, want to remain neutral, then there are strategies available. Or if you want to go slightly bearish, slightly bullish, there are different set of strategies. Then what in expiration date you should pick up? Should you pick up the nearest expiration date? Should you pick up weeklies? Should you pick up monthly? Or do you want to go far out and do pick up a leap option? Again, that depends on what is your outlook and what are you trying to do with this option trade? Lastly, what is the strike? Do you want to become aggressive and sell at the money? Do you want to go out of money? How far out of money do you want to go? It depends upon what's the IV rank, what positions do you already have in the sticker, do you hold a long stock, etc. etc. We can't cover everything in this scenario in this episode because it really depends on what positions do you have already in your portfolio. So use this checklist. And I hope you will find this useful and will be able to frame your own trades and don't have to ask anyone, tell me what strike should I pick up the trade? That's the least important. The other things are way, way more important 
that only you know about your portfolio. That is why I tell, do not blindly follow the trades of your mentor. I do not tell anyone, go and copy my trade. Because I know that's a wrong thing to do. You need to go through this checklist before you pick up the trade and start executing the trade. Alright? Thank you very much. And if you have any questions, you can always email to me at optiongig at gmail.com or add your comments if you are watching this on YouTube. Again, if you like it, I request you to subscribe to my channel on YouTube so that we can spread the word and other part-time option traders can also benefit from what I plan to do here. Thank you very much. Happy trading and stay safe. Goodbye. Please note that all the information presented in is purely for educational purposes and is not a financial or investment advice. I don't know you, you don't know me, so do yourself a favor and don't invest or trade solely based on what you hear.